0: Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to another Wednesday night Bible study right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're going to have a great time tonight in the Word of God. And you know what? I've been waiting all week to get back here with you. You know where we're going. I can't wait to get into Revelation. Yeah, we're going to have a great time tonight. We didn't forget. Praise Jesus. All right. Remember, our prayer warriors are standing by in the chat area. So if you want to chat in your prayer requests, go ahead and do that. They are standing by. Isn't that right, guys? Yes, they are standing by and they are ready uh, to pray with you tonight. So just chat in your prayer requests and we will definitely be praying with you. Prayer warriors standing by. If you're watching the replay, feel free to go to our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org, press the contact button. And there you can leave your prayer request there and we will be praying with you hallelujah hallelujah so tonight we're going to open with prayer and then we're going to go right into the word of god after that we're going to pray a little bit more have communion and then we're going to close out our service tonight thank you so much for joining me you ready to get in the word of god yes don't forget to get your own bible you have to get your bible whether it's on your uh, physical paper bible or whether it's on your phone tablet whatever you have we're going to get into the word of god tonight let's pray father we thank you so very much for tonight's bible study lord we pray tonight that you would teach us by your spirit that you would lead us into all truth and show us things to come lord do you know what we your people need to hear and lord we pray tonight that you would just speak prophetically to your people that you would speak a right now relevant word that will change and inspire their lives that will help us to grow in christ jesus lord we pray simply have your way tonight bless our friends that are watching those that are struggling in their health lord we pray that you would bless them richly AND WE DECLARE, AS ALWAYS, BY THE STRIPES OF JESUS THAT THEY ARE HEALED AT THIS VERY MOMENT. LORD, THOSE THAT ARE STRUGGLING IN THEIR FINANCES, LORD, WE PRAY RIGHT NOW THAT YOU ARE OUR SHEPHERD AND WE SHALL NOT WANT. LORD, WE THANK YOU THAT YOU ARE OUR Jehovah Jehovah-Nisi. YOU ARE OUR BANNER, YOU FIGHT OUR BATTLES FOR US. AND LORD, WE uh, JUST HAVE TO LEARN TO BE STILL IN YOUR PRESENCE. AND WE THANK YOU, LORD, THAT YOU HAVE EVERYTHING COVERED and Lord, all we have to do is trust in, rely on, and depend upon you. Lord, we thank you so much for everything. Help us to grow tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember what uh, R.W. Shambach used to say. I used to listen to him all the time on the radio. He would say, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. Oh, I love that. All right. We're going to go into Grow Up Part Number Three, I believe, in this series here on Wednesday night, and I'm excited about it. We've been talking about the growth and maturity of the born again believer. So, if you are indeed born of God, if you believe in Jesus and you have received Him as your Lord, as your Savior, as your Messiah, as the anointed one, the one who's taken away your sins, and you have been twice born that is, born again or born from above then it's time for us to grow into full maturity, into full sonship. It's not enough just to go to church, you know. Yeah, We're going to have to grow up. We're going to have to grow up. We're going to have to grow from kindergarten or preschool and all the way up there, there into elementary school and middle school and high school and college. We can grow and develop in the spirit of God. We can grow. It's okay to have milk in the beginning stages. But after a while, we need to be on some strong meat so we can grow and develop. Remember, our goal is not just to get to heaven. We thank God that we're going to heaven. Glory to God that we have eternal life through Christ Jesus. But if heaven is our goal, we're going to miss a lot of stuff that God wants to do right now in the here and now. I thank God for our eternal home. But God has a work for you to do right here and right now that will bring him much glory, glory to God. There is a work of transformation that he wants to do in your life. And as he transforms you, he'll use you to transform the lives of those that are around you. He wants to shine his light in you and through you to effect a change in the lives of those around you. You are God's showcase. He's going to point, look at this person. Have you considered this person? Look at their lives. Hallelujah. He'll use you to inspire those that are around you. Amen. Like we always uh, pray here, let the glory of God shine about you, in you, and through you to effect a change in the world around you. Glory to God. Let him shine his light through you today. All right, we were there in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, won't go into all of it, but in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse number 15, it reads, Ephesians 4, verse 15, won't go into this, we were here on previous episodes, but we will just pick this up. Ephesians 4, 15 says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. God wants you to grow up into Christ. Isn't that wonderful? you have a goal. Remember, we're not just growing to be like other people. No, we're growing up to be like Christ. Jesus is our inheritance to be filled with all the fullness of God, to be like Jesus. He's the goal. He's the standard. And because of him, we're going to continue to press and press and press until we um, reach the mark of the prize. Amen. Jesus is the prize being in his character, being in his nature, being filled with all the fullness of God, being like Jesus. That's the goal. Glory to God, not being better than so-and-so or so-and-so or able to, or, you know, do so many other religious things. No, Jesus is the goal and we need to continue until we attain his good grace and to attain uh, his full favor in our lives or until we attain unto the measure of the fullness of the stature of Christ, as the Bible declares there in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. All right, we were there in Revelation, the 21st chapter. Let's go back there now. And uh, we said we stopped here at verse number seven. So let's go back up. Uh, let's start at verse number five, then we'll read down verse number seven. This again is Revelation, the book of Revelation, uh, verse 20, or rather chapter 21, and verse number five. And it reads like this. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold... I make all things new. I love that. And he said unto me, "Write, for these words are true and faithful. Verse number six. And he said unto me, it is done. I am alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of a fountain of a water of life freely. Now look at verse number seven. He that overcometh shall inherit how many things? All right, here we go, interactive. Go ahead and, and uh, type in the chat box there. We're going to inherit how many things? All things. Hallelujah. It says, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And listen, he said, and I will be his God and he shall be my son. Or the Lord said, simply, he will be our God and we will be his children, right? All right. It's not gender exclusive here, because remember that after you were born of God is it's not a matter of male nor female Jew nor Greek. It's not a matter of the flesh, but it's the matter of the spirit. Right. So we're all children of God or sons of God in the spirit. Hallelujah. Not gender related. Remember, um, the Lord calls um, the church also the bride. So I'm not offended that he calls me a bride and you ladies don't be offended that he calls you a son because it's not about gender. This is about spirit. Amen. All right. It says here in uh, verse number seven again, he that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. Verse number eight. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. All right. We talked a little bit about that before. We may get into that a little bit later on, but let's go right into verse number seven again. It says, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. Now, what does the word overcome mean? We were there last night or last week. So overcome means to conquer. It means to carry off the victory right? It means to subdue. To the person that overcomes, that carries off the victory, the person that subdues, you will inherit all things. You will inherit all things. This inheriting all things is exclusive to the overcomer. Only the overcomer will be eligible or is eligible to inherit all things. I love that. For, even the, for, for the father even to say that we will inherit all things, shows you again, he's not greedy, so to speak. He wants to give it all to you. And we're going to see that further on in the scripture. He wants to give it all to you. He wants to share. That's one thing that love does. Love shares. Love constantly gives. He said to them, to him, to her, to the person that overcomes, this person will inherit all things. So let's talk a little bit about uh, overcoming. But before we get into overcoming, notice the word says they will inherit all things. Now, inherit is a big, big, big word. Take a moment to think about uh, someone that has, let's say you have a rich uncle somewhere or rich aunt, and uh, they have passed away. And the attorneys have called in a meeting of the family to those that will, to those who stand to inherit. And he is going to go to them. He's going to call the meeting and he's going to sit down at his table, possibly, and have his list. And he's going to check off. He's going to say, uh, Mary, you get the house, right? Um, Ken, yeah, you get the Maserati. How about that? Uh, he's going to say, Barbara, uh, yeah, your inheritance is 2.5 million. And he's going to go down the list of those, those names that are on that list are qualified to inherit. Inheritance means that there is something that is marked out. There is a possession that is marked out that is designated for you and for you alone. Isn't that something? He said. Uh, inheritance means, again, something that is marked out for you, for you to possess, for you to possess. The Lord says that um, those who overcome, you're going to inherit all things. You're going to possess all things. The Father is willing to give it to you. Glory to God. Oh, that's awesome. Now, let's look at the word inherit, or rather, let's look at that word overcome. And we'll find, as we talk about what we're going to overcome, let's look at John the uh, 16th chapter. John 16, verse number 33. Look at uh, what Jesus talked about when he talks about overcoming. He says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. He says, In the world you shall have tribulation. That is pressure, or some type of pressing, or hardness, He says, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, a pressing, a a pressure or a hardness. Have we found that? Absolutely. He said, in the world, you're going to have this. He said, "Uh, in the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So right away, we know this thing about overcoming has to do with overcoming the world or the world system or the world order of things part of this overcoming is also overcoming overcoming the lies of the enemy the strongholds of the devil the strongholds that uh, imprison in prison, people, the lies that he tells you. You're not good enough, or, 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 or you can't do this, and, and you can't do that. God doesn't love you. He's mad at you, right? He's punishing you. All these lies of the enemy. And one of the greatest deceptions of the enemy that he perpetrates on the body of Christ is for you actually to be born of God, born again, and then he convinces us to go out and try to work out our own salvation by trying to do something good, right? The greatest lie is, yes, you are saved, but you still got to do this, you've got to do that, in order for God to fully accept you. And that's just not true. The person that has received Jesus as Lord and Savior has to realize that Jesus has done the work. He has done all the heavy lifting. And now we inherit through Him. As a matter of fact, we inherit Him. everything that he possesses glory to God our father loves to share let's look at this again Jesus says that he has he tells us to be of good cheer because he has overcome the world and because he has overcome the world it's lies the devil and all of this we will also overcome the world that's good news if the leader can't make it we won't make it but Jesus said hey You're going to find tribulation, but don't worry. I have overcome the world. I've overcome all the tribulation. I have been the victor. I am the victor. And because you're in me, you're also the victor. You will also overcome. And we're going to see that. We're going to see that in the word of God. I love this. Now let's go to uh, 1 John John, 5. As we're rolling on tonight, 1 John 5. And let's look at verses 1 through 5. We're going to read some of this out of the King James. And then we're going to also go into the Amplified Bible. So when you're talking about overcoming, we got to go to 1 John uh, 1, 5. uh, Or rather, 1 John, uh, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 5, and really see what it says. I love this. All right, let's go. We're going to start reading out of the King James Version first. It says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. It says also, and everyone that loveth him that begot, loveth him also that is begotten of him. Simply, everyone who loves the Father loves Jesus. Glory to God. But the Bible says here that everyone who believes, believes that Jesus is the Christ, is the Messiah, is the anointed one, the Savior of the world, is born of God. Now, the word believing here, I love the way the Amplified breaks down the word believing. Listen to what this says here. So we're going to Amplified Bible, Amplified, uh, same chapter, 1 John, the fifth chapter, verse number one. uh, The Amplified says this, everyone who believes with a deep abiding trust in the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, is born of God, that is reborn from above spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose. And everyone who loves the father also loves the child born of him. There it is. Now, the Bible says that, you know, the belief that the devils believe and they tremble. It's not just a mental assent, like, yeah, I know about Jesus. No. If you fully rely on him as your savior, that has to do and talks about, what will happen at the very end of time, and even right now, when you, uh, when you stand before the Father, will you believe that Jesus is your one and only hope? Will you believe in him? Will you trust in his righteousness? Will you trust that the work that he has done on the cross in his death, burial, burial and resurrection was enough to save you, was enough to save your soul? Will you believe that? Well, if you believe that, then you must believe it right now. You see, when we believe in it and fully trust and rely on Jesus for our salvation, then and now we don't have to add other things to it. Remember, again, that's that lie perpetrated of the enemy. And this is one thing that we're going to have to overcome. You don't need the works of the law to perfect you. Once begun in the spirit, that is, you believed on Jesus, you're not going to be made perfect by by works of the law. Why would you decide to do that? You know, you're not made perfect because, oh, your spirit man is, is not made perfect in the, in the eyes of God. Or you're not finding more favor with God because you read your Bible or because you go to church or because you give a tithe and offering. No, Jesus has won. He has won the victory and he has done the perfect work on your behalf. His blood has covered your sins. It has washed them away completely. You now have favor with God based on the finished work of Jesus. I love Isaiah 53 that says the punishment or the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. In other words, Jesus was punished. He was tormented so that you and I could have peace with God so that we could have harmony with God. That is a finished fact. There's nothing that you can do to add to that. It's done. Jesus did the work. Now you're going to get into the word of God, not that your spirit be saved, but that your soul can be saved. Listen, when you gave your life to the Lord Jesus and you realize that he is the lamb of God, he is the savior of the world. He's the only one that can perfect you. He's the only one that can make you right. He's the only one that can take away um, the, the sadness, really in the sadness and the doom and the gloom and the depression That's over our lives. He is our deliverer, and you have received him. Glory to God. The moment you did that, the Bible declares that old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You were a new creature in Christ. Your spirit, your body didn't change. If you if you had a scar on your left arm uh, when you gave your life to the Lord, guess what? You still got that scar on your left arm. Your body has not changed. And your soul, your mind, your memories, your will, your intellect had not changed at that moment either. You still remember how to cuss, right? The blood cleansed you spiritually. The blood of Jesus cleansed you spiritually. Hallelujah. But that soul has to be reconciled, has to be renewed, should I say, has to be renewed. You have to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's where the word of God comes in. The Bible declares in John the 17th chapter, Jesus prays, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The word of God sanctifies our soul renews us as we believe in and rely on what he said as we learn as we learn of him we begin to grow and we begin to mature but you can't do that without the word of God you're gonna have to have the word of God to grow to grow and to develop and so Jesus said be of a good cheer here let's go back he said I've overcome the world now let's look at uh, us I went back too far (laughs) let's go back again and first, John, the fifth chapter, first John five. All right. So verse one says, again, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ. Is son rather is born of God. I got to say this one more time. This believing is something else. Right. If you believe, truly believe, something is going to cause you to act. And uh, we did this uh, on another service here. If you believe that uh, uh, that someone uh, well, let's go back to the rich uncle scenario. If you believe that you had a rich uncle, somebody came to your door, knocked on your door and said, hey, uh, we've been searching for you. Uh, you have a rich uncle. Uncle. Uh, his name is Jethro Smith. And Jeth- Jethro Smith has left you inheritance an inheritance of one hundred million dollars. If you believe that, let's say before he knocked on the door, you were sad and depressed. But when he knocked on the door and if you believed it, would your sadness stay in place? No, I just inherited how much? One hundred million dollars. I tell you, your whole continents would change because you believed that. Right. Believing leads to right. Believing should I say right. Believing leads to right action every single time, every single time. By the same token, if you believed that there was some sort of huge snake. And it was, we'll stop right there. You got, you got what I'm saying to you. Believing, right. Believing leads to right action. Or should I say? Right. Believing leads to right actions. Yeah. Believing simply leads to actions. Bad believing, believing the wrong thing can also lead to bad actions. Believing in itself. If it gets into the core of your being is going to change your life. All right. So it's not just saying, hmm, yeah, I think it's right. No, it's believing you've accepted this to the very core of your being. As it relates to Jesus, this means that you have become born of God. God changed you from the inside out. My goodness, let's try to go on. This is I hope that you got that. And so again, again, verse number one, uh, 1 John 5, verse one says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. I keep I'm going to believe that you're getting something out of this. I I really am, because I'm I'm seeing these flashes before my eyes that I'm going to have to say something about. I see a scenario um, in my imagination, if you would, or in the spirit of individuals on a plane and they're flying. You know, they're on the plane. They go into a destination. And the stewardess begins to pass out or hand out parachutes. And says, ladies and gentlemen, we want to hand you these parachutes for you to strap on in the event of an emergency. You know, those that believe that there could be an emergency, you know what they're going to do? They're going to strap on that parachute. Those who believe the stewardess that says, you know, in the event of emergency, you're going to strap these on. uh, You feel the plane bouncing up and down and you're in the air. And maybe someone else says that we're having engine trouble. If you believe that, you're going to strap that parachute uh, parachute on and you're going to hold on to that parachute for dear life. Those who do not believe it, uh, we're going to be all right. I don't have to do that. They will not do it. But if you believe that there's something troubling on this plane, you're going to take that parachute and hold on to it because, you know, this is your safety net to get home safely or to at least get that back down to the earth, you know, safely. Right. All right same thing for salvation. If you believe in Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, if you trust in him, fully rely on him, you're going to hold on to the word of God. You're going to hold on to Jesus for dear life. Others will say, well, you know, it is what it is. It's like the uh, parable of the sower, right? He goes down, he sows his seed, the, the word of the kingdom. And some hearers, some people heard it, Just sort of flicked it off. Yeah, whatever. Wayside hearers. Uh, Some heard the word; it got into them, but not very deeply. They received it with joy. Yes, great parachute. But when persecution came, you know, when when the sun rose up and persecution came, you know, they said, "Well, I don't really need that." Maybe somebody laughed at them about their Christianity. You believe in Jesus? (laughs) Ha ha ha! They sort of let it go. Still others. Uh, that received the seed in that parable, in that parable, received the seed into, I think, what was good ground. But it there were so many thorns around the seed, so many weeds around the seed. And the Bible says that the, the weeds or the thorns rose up and it choked, it choked the, the seed, it, it choked the fruit that was trying to come out and it didn't prosper there. Maybe these individuals, the Bible calls those weeds or those thorns, the cares of life and the deceitfulness of riches, worries, simply worries and cares. I got this going on. I got that going on. And the word of God in their life becomes unfruitful. They let it go. They let the parachute go. Still, there are others who well, the word is sown on good ground and there are no rocks there. There are no weeds there. There are no thorns there. But the word is able to cultivate, is able to grow and produce. And it's going to produce some 30, 60, some 100 fold. And even that is growth, right? From 30, 60, some 100 fold. We're growing, growing, growing. But we got to hold on to the word of God for dear life. Not just know it, but have experience with it and receive it as what it is to lean on it and rely on Jesus. Trust in him for the work that he has done. Amen. Boy, our time's about going out. My goodness, did we get anywhere tonight? Let's go to verse number two. It says, verse two says, um, by this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. All right. Verse three, for this is the love of God. One more time. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. All right. Look at verse four. We're going to go to, we'll read verse four and five. This talks about the overcomer. We'll read verse four and five out of King James. Then we we'll go back into Amplified Bible. Let's try to get a good understanding. It says, verse four out of the out of King James, it says, for whatsoever, also interpreted whosoever, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world or whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Grab a hold of that. Whoever is born of God. Well, how, do you, how are you born of God? By believing, trusting, and relying on Jesus. Receiving him as your Lord and Savior, right? You're not your own Savior, but you're believing in Jesus. You're holding on to him like that parachute. And you're studying his word, you're understanding his word, you're learning his word. Re- you realize the value of the seed that God is putting into your heart. The Bible says here, Whosoever or whatsoever, King James, whatsoever, is born of God, overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Not faith to have faith, but faith in the finished work of Christ, right? Verse 5 says, uh, Who is he that overcome the world? but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Glory to God. Now let me read that for you out of the Amplified Bible. I love the way it puts it here. It just, it does what its name says. It amplifies, right? All right, verse four says here, for everyone born, again, this is the First John 5th chapter, uh, verse four, Amplified Bible. It says, for everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that over, and this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. You see that? Again, for everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. Fact. Those that are born of God, those that are born again, will overcome the world, right? He said, and this is the victory that, is, that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. Not faith in faith, not just believing to believing, but your faith has a goal. It has a, a target. It is something that is connected to. Our faith is connected to Jesus, to its finished work. Look at verse number five. It says, Who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world? It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the son of God. Isn't that amazing? One more time. Who is the one who recognizes and overcomes the world? It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the son of God. Now, I love that. So, as we go back to Revelation 21 and verse number seven, it says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. All right, well, who is he that overcomes? The one that is born of God, the one that believes in, relies on, and trusts in Jesus, the one that re- receives Jesus as the Lamb of God who's taken away their sins. The one that believes in Jesus as Messiah, as Savior of the world, as the anointed one. The one who holds on to Jesus like a parachute. Not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go. The one who believes in him and trusts in him. And that belief causes them to act differently. That belief causes their continents to change. That belief causes them to walk a different way, to talk a different way. That belief in Christ causes them to be born of God. And you know what happens when they're born of God? The Holy Spirit moves on the inside of them. And that belief in Jesus, that leaning on, relying on, trusting in Jesus changes their entire lives. And God said, you know what, who's going to inherit? Going back to the example of the lawyer, standing in the room, whose name is on this paper? Who am I going to call out and say, this is yours, this is yours, this is yours? Well, the one who is born of God, the ones whose name is written, can be found written in the Lamb's book of life. Yes, there you are. There's your name. You have an inheritance. You have an inheritance. Now, next time, my goodness, we're not going to finish tonight, but next time I want to show you A little bit more about this inheritance. And the Bible is also clear about who will not inherit. We're going to talk about that next time as well. And uh, the Lord also talks about other things. So we got to make sure that we are in position to inherit the things of God. This is tremendous. All right. Get your communion supplies ready. We're going to have communion here tonight. Glory to God. We're going to have communion and we're going to honor the Lord. Don't forget to Uh, chat in your prayer request and let us know uh, what's on your heart so that we can be praying with you. Our prayer warriors are standing by to pray with you. Amen. So we're going to honor the body and blood of Jesus. Now, we know that on the last supper, at the last supper, the Lord took bread and he declared, this is my body, which is broken for you. He told us to eat this in remembrance of him. He did the same thing with his blood telling us that this is the New Testament in his blood. We know he was setting up a pattern, setting up a pattern for us to live by, a diet. We're going to live by the diet of who Jesus is. We're gonna discern his body. And discerning him means to know what he did with his body and with his blood, what he accomplished for us. We're gonna live on that diet, amen. So this is what this represents the diet that the Lord Jesus gave to us, you know, and it it was no accident that when the Lord Jesus was was born, he was placed in a manger right there in Bethlehem, right? Uh, He was born, he was placed in a manger. What's a manger? It's a feeding trough. The Lord said again, you're going to eat my flesh, you're going to drink my blood. I mean, it's all through the scripture. Now, the son of God, of course, was never born. He was given. Isaiah says that unto us the a child was born, the flesh, but the son was given, Jesus. Jesus always was, always was. He said, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. So the word always existed. Jesus always existed, but his body, the flesh, God gave him a body to, uh, to fulfill his will, a body for sacrificial purposes. He became the lamb of God. Hallelujah. He, has a, he had to have a body to fulfill the purpose. And so that body was born there in Bethlehem. Glory to God. I love that. All right. So the Lord said, he gave us His pattern. And in this pattern, we're going to acknowledge what he did for us with his body. So Lord, we thank you for giving your body, for causing your body to be broken for us. We thank you, Lord, that it is by your stripes that we are healed completely. And we receive healing for our physical body. Uh, emotionally, mentally, and just every area of our lives. Everywhere we hurt, we receive what you've done for us with your body, and we receive your strength. Even now, in Jesus' name, we eat all of it. The Lord also said, he took the cup, he took the cup after, after supper. And or after supper, after they had supped and after supper, he took the cup and said, this is my blood, which is shed for many for the remission of sins, which is shed for you for the remission of sins to take away your sins. It's for your forgiveness. He said, this is the New Testament that is also in his blood. And in that New Testament, he said, I'll remember your sins no more. The Bible declares that we overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies and not living our lives unto death. We thank the Lord that he is our Passover lamb and because of his body and blood, death must pass over. So we declare that right now over your families, over your households, over every place you're dwelling right now, that the Lord's blood, that the blood of Jesus protects you and the enemy must pass over. We thank you Father for, your, for the forgiveness that you have worked through the body and blood of Jesus we thank you Lord for healing we thank you Lord for righteousness that you've given to us that we are yours and you are ours we we declare that we are one in Jesus name we drink all of it we thank you Father for the body and blood of Jesus that was shed on our behalf for the blood of Jesus for the body and the blood that was shed on our behalf We thank you, Lord, that tonight we are made new. We thank you, Lord, for everything that Jesus has accomplished for us. Lord, I thank you for all my friends that are right now listening and watching from all around the world. Lord, I pray your blessings upon them and your favor upon them and your grace upon them. Lord, I pray healing, I pray deliverance, I pray divine rescue. Lord, I pray that you would keep them safe from every adversarial spirit. And Lord, I just pray favor and grace upon them and that they would prosper, 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 and be in health even as their soul prospers. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, my friends, so much for watching us tonight. Uh, Those of you that have chatted in your prayer requests, we have already responded to you, and we're gonna continue to be praying for you even as the night goes on. And those of you that are watching the replay, if you've gotten this far, hello, hello. If you've gotten this far, make sure you go to our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can click the contact button and leave us your prayer request uh, so that we can be praying with you. While you're on the website, check it out. We've got more programming that's available for you that we know will bless you and encourage you. Until next time, remember, Jesus loves you. And so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time. See you next week. All right. Bye-bye.